Welcome to the Glow Podcast with Dr. Land. Our purpose is to inspire and equip you to live a purposeful and maximized life that makes a glowing difference in your world to God's glory. For more inspiring content from Dr. Land, visit our website at www.pastorland.com and follow at Pastor Land on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now let's listen in and be inspired. Wow, 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 wow. This is 2021. Bye-bye to 2020. Amen. Amen. So every year, we seek God, we ask God, what is the word for the City Light Church? What is the word for us as a body? And, you know, God speaks to different churches, different things. You know, you will see it in um, the book of Revelations, right? If you read Revelations chapter 1 to about chapter 3, you will see the, you know, the, you see um, Jesus Christ when he appeared to John. He kept on saying to the angel of the church of Laodicea, say this. To the angel of the church in Ephesus, say this. To the angel of the church in this, say this. So he said different things to different local churches based on what they needed to hear. And the angel of the church that they were talking about there was not, the word angel there is the word angelos, which is messenger, basically it's messenger, to the messenger of the church, or the errant people, the errant person of the church, which are the pastors of the local church. They say, write this and communicate it to the people. So every year, God still does the same. We seek him, and he reveals to us. It's not just every year, every month, every, you know, constantly, we have to keep flowing with God to know the direction God is going. I think that that is the essence of the pastoral ministry, actually. Uh, there are a lot of things we do. We do business stuff, we do all that, but I think the, the two critical things that every pastor must do must be the ability to, you know, to interpret directions of God, and number two, the ability to feed and care for the people. You understand? There are so many other things that we do and all that. You understand? But that's the central assignment of the pastoral office, and it's part and parcel of the pastoral gift when you're functioning under, and do, under those things, but they are not of the Holy Spirit. Those things come and flow. So I can assure you that this is the word of the Lord for the City Light Church. This is, not a con- is this not something that I came up with or I coined. This is something that came from God, that this is what you guys are going to be working on this year. And I believe that as we begin to work on this prophecy, this word, this year, you will begin to express it and experience it in your life in the name of Jesus. So this year is going to be heaven on earth for you. Can I get an amen in the house? It's going to be what? Heaven on earth for you. You know, I declared a bunch of things by the Spirit of God on the 31st. I will just quickly, um, you, know, you know, I'll quickly just declare it over everybody again. This is going to be a year that the consternation of the nations will lead to people acknowledging God. Can, can you say an amen with me? When you say amen, you say, you're saying that I agree, so be it. It will be a year of awesome, uncommon deeds beyond your highest expectations. It will be a year of rest for you. No matter the turmoil that is going on in the world, you'll be at rest. You'll be able to sleep in the midst of the storm. This is a year where God's voice will come clear to you because heaven is open over you. This is a year where because of open heavens over you, you will possess new grounds. 
you will experience multiplication, abundance, and expansion. This is a year that we're going to make world impact. All the families of the earth shall be blessed through us. This is a year where you are going to experience God's protection and presence. Everywhere you go, the protection of God is going to be upon you and upon your household. The presence of God is going to surround you and your household. This is a memorial year for you. This is one of those years that you are going to have in your diary and say, this was the year where the change took place. This was the year where the breakthrough took place. This was the year when I overcame that thing eventually. And this was the year when some of my, my, my biggest dreams so far began to get fulfilled. It will be a memorial year that you will have to put up a stone of memorial just like Jacob had to do when heaven opened upon him. This is your year of breakthrough generosity. This year you are stepping out into a single high living. You are stepping out into the generosity of heaven. Your life will be so blessed that people will eat out of what God has blessed you with. People will drink out of what God has blessed you with. People will drink out of the spiritual gifts that God is going to express through you. People will eat out of the finances God is going to bless you with. People will be blessed through your family and through your testimonies. This is a year of breakthrough generosity for you. The storehouse of heavens are open upon you to, to bring forth an, a flow of abundance and of the blessing. The windows of heaven are open upon you. That you will receive a blessing, poured out that will not be room enough to receive it. I declare that you know you, your crops will be abundant. God will guard them from insects and diseases. Your grapes will not fall from the vine before they are ripe. You will not die prematurely. Your business will not collapse. I declare that your ministry will not die prematurely. I declare that your vision will not die. I declare everything that God has given you is growing in the name of Jesus. Everything, every vision that God has given you will find expression. Every goal that he has put in your heart that you have written down, they will happen supernaturally by the anointing of God. Not by might, not by power, but by my wind, says the Lord. The wind of God will blow over you. Will blow over your household. Will blow over your work. Will blow over all your concerns. And you will experience the renewal of heaven in the name of Jesus. I declare that nations will call you blessed. For your life will be such a delight. The Lord of heaven's army will support you. The Lord of heaven's army will follow you everywhere you go. This is your year of victory over the devil. Oh, those who dwell on the earth, woe to them. But rejoice those who dwell in heaven. And the Bible says you are seated in the heavenly places by Christ Jesus. You have been raised far above all principalities and power. So I declare in the name of Jesus that this is your year of victory over the devil. The devil will come, but you will overcome. No matter what the devil tries, he has nothing in you, and has nothing in your household, and has nothing in your life. No sickness will overwhelm you in the name of Jesus Christ. The enemy that come against you one way, they will flee seven ways. In the precious name of Jesus Christ. When the heaven opened over Jesus, a voice came from heaven and said, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. I declare over you in the name of Jesus that as heaven, open, as heaven opens over you, this is your year of endorsement. Your voice will be heard. You'll be a voice, not an echo. 
in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That very unique voice that God has put inside of you that is calling you to sing to the world or to speak to the world or to write to the world. I declare in the name of Jesus Christ that the world will hear it. God will endorse your work. God will endorse your endeavors. Oh, the heavens are open upon you. The treasure house of heaven is open upon you. And you will be the head and not the tail. You will be above only and never beneath. I declare in the name of Jesus Christ that you are walking in open heavens. You will be blessed with the dew of heaven. And the fatness of the earth you are blessed with. This year the earth will cooperate with you. Chicago will cooperate with you. The United States will cooperate with you. This continent will cooperate with you. This generation will cooperate with you. This world will cooperate with you. The earth will not receive your body this year. In the name of Jesus Christ. The earth will not refuse your progress this year. The wind will not stop your progress this year. The elements of the earth will cooperate with you for your progress. The earth will yield unto you its good treasure. The earth will yield unto you its bounties. Chicago will yield unto you its bounties. The earth is the loss and the fullness thereof. The world and all those who dwell, who dwell therein, I declare in the name of Jesus Christ that the Lord, the possessor of heaven and earth, will give you grounds this year. Will give you grounds this year. You will make giant leaps in destiny, giant leaps in purpose. You thought you could never get married this year, but this is your year of getting married. You thought you could never have children, but this is your year of having children. You thought you could never birth a ministry, but this is your year of birthing a ministry. Oh, you thought you were, you were restricted and bound and held down by those things, but this is your year of breaking forth into freedom. This is your year of breaking those appetites. This is your year of advancing in God's purpose. This is your year of no restrictions. This is your year of breakthrough. The Lord of the breakthrough will visit your house. The Lord of the breakthrough will visit your house. He will break forth against your enemies. He will break forth for sure. And a new way is made for sure. You will walk upon wet ground. Your feet will be drenched with butter. In the name of Jesus. It is your year of walking in divine ease. It is your year of walking in divine ease. It is not a year of struggle. It is a year of walking in the rest of God. Rest in your spiritual life. It is your year of revival, of renewal. In the name of Jesus. Just like the Lord prophesied and spoke to the earth. He said the earth was without form and it was void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. But God said, let there be light. I prophesy by the anointing of God over everybody watching me right now. And listening to me right now. I prophesy that no matter the shape of your earth, there's a reconfiguring to reflect heaven. There's a reconfiguring to reflect Eden. There's a reconfiguring to look like heaven. By the end of this year, your life will have the contours of heaven. I declare your families will have to show the contours of heaven. Your business and your career will show the contours of heaven. You will manifest heaven on earth. You will manifest heaven on earth. You will manifest heaven on earth. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Come on, give God some praise. Thank you, Lord. Let's stand up and give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise for heaven on earth. Come on, receive it by faith. Heaven on earth. Heaven on earth. Heaven on earth. Heaven on earth. Thank you, Father. 
Lord, we receive your word in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You may please be seated. Amen. Amen. So that's what you know, we are working with this year. That is what we're going to be celebrating on the 31st of December, 2021. And you're going to be there. We're all going to be there. Amen. Amen. To celebrate and to testify. Thy will be done on earth. Matthew 16. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Your intentions will be done in our lives. As on earth, as it is in heaven. Genesis 27, 28. Keep this promise. This is so powerful. Genesis 27, 28. He said, from the dew of heaven and the richness of the earth, may God always give you abundant harvest of grain and bountiful new wine. Hallelujah. This was Isaac blessing his children, blessing Jacob. From the dew of heaven and the richness of the earth, may God always give you abundant harvest. So that deal of heaven, may it always be on you. May heaven be open upon you this year continually in the name of Jesus. Genesis chapter 1 from verse 1 to 2. I quoted it in my prayer. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, but the state of the earth was not good. The heart was formless. Tohu bohu, that's what it is in, in the Hebrew. It was void. It was empty. It was a chaotic mass. There was emptiness there. And there was no form. There was no shape. It was, it was, the, it was the representation of ugliness. It was, it was not the way God intended it to be. But, and then darkness was upon the face of the deep. It was dark. It was, it was just a terrible place. But it said the Spirit of God began to move over the face of the earth. And God began to speak. And as God began to speak, the desire of heaven, the picture that he had in his mind of heaven on earth began to take place. So God has begun to speak over your life. And I stand here as a servant of God to continue speaking. And I promise I'll be speaking the word of God over you throughout this year. And with each word spoken, your word will come into shape. And your world will, re will reflect the contours of heaven, will reflect heaven in every dimension. So don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged about how things look right now. Things didn't look well at the beginning. But God changed it and it became Eden. It's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he did it through his spirit and his word. And his spirit is here, and his word is with us. So he's going to do exactly the same thing. In Psalm 104, verse 30, he said, You send forth your spirit. You know, give me the NKJV. I love the one that you spirit. You know, breath and wind and all that. You know, the word, you know, trans ruach in the, you know, in the, in, the, in the Hebrew is what is also translated spirit. It's wind and breath and all that. So it says, uh, the NKJV says, you send forth your spirit. Or you give them your breath, the breath of God. They are created and you renew the face of the earth. You renew what? The face of the earth. So the spirit of God 
is the person who brings renewal. So I declare in the name of Jesus that as we begin this year, in the month of January, you will experience the renewal of the Spirit. The face of your world will begin to experience renewal. In Jesus' name, amen. That is why the theme for the month of January, our theme for the month of January is renew. Renew. Everybody say renew. 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 We can show, if you have the graphic, you can show it. If not, that's fine. Uh, the theme for January is what? Is renew. So we, this month, we're focusing on renewal. Everybody say renewal. And I'm going to be introducing the message that I'm going to be preaching, uh, speaking about uh, this month. You know, Jesus said in Luke 5, 36 to 38, Luke chapter 5 from verse 36 to 38, he says, then Jesus gave them this illustration, back to the NLT, he said, he gave them this illustration, no one tears a piece of cloth from a new garment and uses it to patch an old garment, for then the new garment will be ruined, and the new patch wouldn't even match the old garment. Verse 37. Verse 37. New wine. No, go, go to the next verse. Yep. For no one put new wine into old wine skin. Yeah, new wine must be stored in what? In new wine skin. So Jesus was saying that, you know, you don't mingle, you don't try to mingle the old and, and all that. He said, if you want something fresh, right? You have to create something new. Amen. Everybody say that. Say, I have to create something new. So our goal this year is, I mean, this month, is to get rid of 2020. Amen. Bye-bye, you know. You know, you could say bye-bye to something, uh, you know, but you, you are not really saying bye-bye to it in your heart. You are still holding on to some of the failures of 2020 or some of the successes of 2020 and all that. And those things can hinder you from walking into the new. So our goal this month is we want to make sure that we are ready for what God is about to do in 2021 by getting rid of the old and then preparing ourselves for the new. So we are going to be renewing. We're going to be renewing. Amen. So I'm going to be speaking today on what I titled Renew. Amen. Everybody say renew. So the first message that Jesus preached, you know, this year we're looking at the kingdom of heaven on the earth and heaven on earth. But the first thing that Jesus said about heaven on earth, the first message that you heard Jesus preach is in Matthew chapter 4, verse 17. The first time that he was going to talk about this kingdom. He said, from then on, Jesus began to preach, saying, repent of your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Now, I know the, um, what do you call it? The, the NLT is a functional translation. Trying to make us understand it, but that's why I like to use it to preach, right? But, you know, of your sins and all that is something added. But if you go to the NIV, another one, basically what Jesus was, just said was repent. You know, of your sin is like them trying to get us to, to get it. But what he was saying is repent. That's the real word there, metanoia, right? Repent for what? The kingdom of heaven as what? Has come near. And I think that's, that's very appropriate. Repent. Everybody say repent. 
for the kingdom of heaven has come. So Jesus started talking about this heaven on earth thing, talking about the kingdom, and the first thing he talked about is repentance. It's repentance. What did he mean? He just came, you know, he arrived from heaven. God has been preparing him 30 years. He went to get baptized. Heaven opened upon him, you know, and then God spoke, this is my beloved son, and then he went into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil, and then after passing the temptation, he came out and began to preach, and the big, what he began to preach was repent. 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 The word repentance is not a word to be scared of, and the word repentance is not a word that is only meant for sinners, those who don't know God, Right? The word repentance is a word that is meant for every one of us. The word is the Greek word metanoa, which means to noah, nous is your mind, which is to experience a change of mind. Or another way of saying it is renew your mind or renew your heart to be in alignment with the way God is thinking. And, you know, with, the, with, the, with, the, with, the, with heaven. That's what the word repent means. It means to experience a heart transformation, a shift in our heart transformation until our hearts are in better alignment, are what, in closer alignment with the flow of heaven. Like I told you last year, when, we, when I began to introduce this thing gradually, as a base for what we're going to be doing this year, I told you that the kingdom of God flows in our lives when we're in alignment with it, when we're in resonance with it. So based on what was going on in the world, people are turned away from God. People are turned away, you know, from, you know, um, people are turned away to themselves, to their ways and all that. Jesus comes and says, John the Baptist, first of all, started saying it, and Jesus comes and says, okay, now there's a new order. Heaven is near. Heaven is about to burst forth. But what you need to do, what needs to be done, is that you must remove all the resistance to heaven, and you must come in alignment with heaven. And the process, the process of coming in alignment with heaven is what is called repentance. What is called repentance is a shift in the heart condition. Amen. Everybody say, a shift in my heart condition. That's what repentance is, to turn, away, to turn in the direction of God, to turn. No matter what, where it has been before, 2020, no matter what has happened before, there is hope for a restart. One of the reasons why God gave us the gift of the new year is so that we can have the opportunity for restarts. Can you imagine if... You know, there was no year. God didn't put the sun and the moon there that rotate and all that. And, you know, we'll do all this year. We just have one long year for the rest of your life. Man, that's going to be, that's going to be tough. Amen. So we need to restart. Do you get what I'm saying? So God put it there. He said he put the sun, the moon to mark times and seasons so that we can have restart. And I tell you, one of the graces of the new year is the ability to restart again. We can start, restart everything again, no matter what has happened in the past. Amen. We can renew our entire lives. Right? No matter the mistake, the experiences, we can have renewal. Amen. 
So let's, you know, let me first of all show you where is this renewal really, where does God really want to take us with the renewal? Many of us are very familiar with what we call the Beatitudes. For those who are not familiar, the Beatitude is a series of statements that Jesus Christ made during the Sermon on the Mount, which he began to, which was in the next chapter after, you know, the passage that we read when he said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand in Matthew chapter 5. He began to talk about, you know, these art conditions, the heart conditions required for heaven to flow forth in our lives. He was saying repent, but then in Matthew 5, he now started telling us this is where your heart condition has to be. Amen. This is where you need to tune to so that heaven can manifest. So I want us to take a few minutes to read this thing. Matthew chapter 5, starting from verse 3. So he saw his disciples and he began, he said, let me teach them how to align with heaven. So he says, the first thing he says, God blesses those who are poor and they realize their need for him. For the kingdom of heaven is theirs. So the first thing he tells us here is that this kingdom of heaven we're talking about is only going to be available to those who have have bankrupt hearts. What do I mean by bankrupt hearts? Poor in spirit or people who realize their need for him. In other words, there's a heart condition where you feel satisfied, where you feel that you got it made, where you feel like, you know, 2020, I got this, you know, this and that. My life, you know, my life is cool and all that. And then you begin to depend on yourself. You begin to depend on your own abilities, on your money, on what God has given you, on all that. No, when... When, when your heart becomes self-sufficient, when you become satisfied, when you are no longer crying and saying, God, I just need more of you, when there is, when there is that uh, complacency in spirit, when there's no passion like you used to have, that thing that used to cry, I just want more. I just want to see miracles. I just want to see the power of God. I just, when that thing dies, the kingdom of heaven stops to flow. So the repentance... Part of the repentance that we have to do is we have to get to this heart condition where we are backdropped in spirit, where it's as if we have never experienced God before, where it's as if anything that has happened in the past up until now is nothing, where it's like we have never even been there before, like you don't even know anything at all. That is my heart condition. That is what one of the things I want God to intensify in my life as we go into prayer and fasting this month. I want God to make me desperate for him. Desperate for him, desperate for more of him, because I know that what I have seen is nothing compared to what he has in store for me. I'm not even scratching yet what he has in store. I want to be poor in spirit because that's when the blessings of heaven will flow. So, the bankrupt, ever say the bankrupt? No, can you confess that with me? Say this year, say this month, I am moving to a, a state an attitude of spiritual bankruptcy where I just know that I need more of God, where I just know that he is the only one that can satisfy me and I'm just craving for him. You see, when people, when, 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 when you are in this state, this is a very powerful statement, when you are in this state, right, you know, I don't know if you have ever been in a place where people have been starving for a long time. Like you drive through Africa and you see kids that have been starving. I remember somebody was sharing a testimony, was sharing a story about when he went to Africa, and 
there were a lot of kids there. It was a war-torn place. They had been hungry for a long time. He said when he brought out some food, he said the way they rushed him, in fact, some people beat, they were biting his hand, doing whatever, because they, they were just craving for it. That's what he's describing there, but not physically, but spiritually. Are you in that state where you are almost biting up the fingers of God because of what you want to see him do this year? Or you are just one of those people who just, you know, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. You know, we go to church, you know, I read my Bible, a little bit of my Bible, you know, do whatever, but I'm cool, I'm fine. Now, heaven on earth is not yours. Say, heaven on earth is for those who are desperate. So there's a sense of desperation that we have to pray for. Not in the wrong way. But there's a desperation that realizes the fact that without God, we can do nothing. And there's more in him that we need. Oh, man. Only God can stir up such desperation in our hearts when he shows you the utter bankruptcy of your spirit and of your life and the abundance that he has for you in the kingdom and how far you are from experiencing it. How far he has given us. How much he has given us and how far we are from experiencing it. How far we are from his purpose. No matter what we, we have thanked him for, and we're grateful for it, but he's saying that there's much more in the kingdom, and we have to keep grabbing for it. We have to keep grabbing for it. We have to keep grabbing for it. Matthew chapter, uh, the next one. It says, blessed, verse 4, please, uh, talking about the heart attitude. God blesses those who are humble, for they will inherit the whole earth. I think, did we jump one? Did we jump four? I think we jumped four. Yeah, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. So now, what is he talking about mourning there? It's it's saying that this kingdom of heaven will only be manifested to aching visionaries. Everybody say, say, aching visionaries. So when he's talking about mourning here, he's he's not talking about mourning as if someone died, Right? or mourning, and all that. What he's talking about is an ache in your spirit because there's a vision that you have seen, and it's just so far. A vision you have seen for your world, that you have seen for your family, that you have seen, that God has showed you, but it's like you are so far from it that you just come in for the presence of God, and you are mourning, you are aching, you are dead, God. You know, I'll show you the example of Nehemiah when he heard that Israel was, you know, was broken, and he was just mourning for days. Is saying that the kingdom of God is for aching visionaries. So this is not for the complacent. Those who live complacent lives live on earth. But those who live in heaven on earth, they don't live complacent lives. Their hearts are desperate, no matter where they have been. And then Matthew chapter 5, verse 5 says, Blessed are the meek or the humble. The humble... Uh, are people who are controlled. People who are controlled. They have power under control. Or you can call them people who are small in their own eyes. Those who are small in their own eyes. Those are the humble. That no matter what you see, no matter what you have experienced, there's that smallness. There's that, you know, you know that you have power. You know you have certain things that God has given you, but you have it under control. The meek are are not weak people. The meek are those who have power under control. Matthew 5, 5. 
the cravers. He said, God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice, for they will be satisfied. So he's, talking, he's going in the same thing. That this heaven on earth manifestation is for those who are cravers, those who crave for it, those who seek for it, those who hunger for it, those who have spiritual hunger, those who are craving for this kingdom. So you see that the kingdom of God expression or heaven on earth expression starts with a renewal of our inner part. Are you getting what I'm saying right now? That's what it means by repent. That things you have, there has to be a shift inside of you. We have to have a shift in us into these things. It goes on to talk about the merciful. I think I took some time to talk about that. It said, blessed are the merciful. Let's quickly go quickly to the next verse. You know, you know God blesses those who are merciful, for they will, they will be shown mercy. It's a heart condition. Generosity, merciful, we talked about it. Then he talked about those who have open and single heart that we talked about. Look at it. He said, God blesses, go to verse 8. God blesses those whose heart are pure. When they talk about pure heart there, it's linked to what he was talking about. And we talked a little bit about it last year. And when we were talking about the single heart. A heart that is unadulterated. Meaning a heart that sees God in everything. And in everyone. Are you getting what I'm saying? A single-hearted person. He said your whole body will be full of light. A heart that in every situation sees God. A heart that is not twisted, that is not braided. I used the example, remember, that the word used there for single eye is unbraided. In other words, it's a single strand. So he's talking about hearts that are just, that in every situation, trouble, circumstances, people, People's successes, people's failure, whatever it is that is happening in the world and all that, God is what they are seeing. God is what they are pursuing. God is what they want. God is what they see manifest, justice and all. That is what they want to see manifest. They want to see God in every situation. He's saying that this art condition is this art condition is one of the art conditions that allow heaven to come down upon our earth. Blessed are the peacemakers, those who make peace. Those who make peace. Those who make peace are people who in every situation, verse 9, flow with me, are people in every situation, you know, those who work for peace. In every situation, they work for peace. They, they work for peace in every situation. He said they will be called the children of God. Why would they be called the children of God? Because, because they will be manifesting God. They will be manifesting like God. They will be manifesting heaven on the earth. And so they will say, well, these ones, ah, man, they, they, they have a father. And it's the heavenly father because their heart is towards peace. Their heart is towards peace. Their heart is towards peace. Their passion is to bring peace into every situation. And then the final one is that blessed are those who are persistent even when people persecute them. When you, are perse when you are persecuted for doing right. You see, it's saying that when you have alignment, the fact that you are walking in heaven on earth and you are aligned with heaven actually means that you are going to have earthly oppositions. Because you are going to be going against the grains of, what, of the way the world is. You are going to be going against the grains. And so people are going to talk about you. 
People are going to call you names. People are going to try and stop you. They're going to try and kill you. They're going to try, they're going to try and oppose you. Just look at the life of Jesus. At every point in time, either the religious people are trying to trap him, or the, you know, the, 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 the rulers of those world then, the Romans and all those people, and, you know, or the, 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 the Jewish people, whatever. People are always trying to trap him. The devil was always trying to trap him. Look at the Paul, the apostle, and all those other people who pursued this same kingdom, this heaven on earth. Look at their lives. You discover that they did not live a life of just un- you know, careless ease. You understand? There was something about them that the world was not worthy of. There was something about them that was different from what the world, you know, imagined, from what the world wanted. They derided them, they killed them, they mocked them, they stoned them because they brought an order that turned this world order upside down. So when we're talking about the kingdom or heaven and earth, we're not talking about a comf- just a comfortable place where everybody's going to like you. We're not talking about a comfortable place where the whole city will say, wow, what a great person you are. Or the whole nation will say, what a great person you are. We're talking about a, a, a place where heaven is flowing in you, God is working in you, but people, some people are not happy about you, some people are angry about it, and some people, they want to stop you. But the good thing it says is that even when that is happening, go to the next verse, just rejoice because you are covered. When you walk under heaven to manifest heaven, heaven covers you. Verse 11, heaven covers you. God blesses you. When people mock and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. Verse 12, it says, be happy about it. In other words, don't let it affect your joy. Stay in that place of heaven, that place of joy. Be very glad, not just happy, be very glad. You know what, dance, you know, because it means that you are beginning now to walk in heaven on earth for a great reward awaits you in heaven. Right? And remember, the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way, so you are in good company. Hallelujah. So Jesus was describing an inner process, something that must take place in our heart. We cannot enjoy heaven on earth except this inner change process called repentance that brings us to these described conditions take place. Repentance is the process of bringing our hearts and minds to this thing that he, has, that he just described. It is the alignment of our minds and emotions and turning them towards God to that place of what he described in the Beatitudes. The B attitude, as I like to call them. Be there. Amen. Certain heart conditions, heart conditions, will hinder the manifestation of heaven on earth. I want to tell you something. You see, when we're talking about heaven showing forth on the earth, it is like water hose. Ever say water hose? Like, so. There are things flowing from heaven, the kingdom of heaven, that, that needs to be sprayed, right, on the earth, that needs to come. Now, on the side of heaven, I guess on the side of heaven, there's nothing wrong with the water pressure. Or, you know, there's nothing wrong with the pressure, right? What usually what happens is that certain things have clogged the hose or the pipe. Is clogged. 
attitudes, thinking, mind condition, heart conditions. The process of renewal or repentance is when we unclog the pipe so that the kingdom can flow stronger and wider. I'm going to tell you, none of us have clear pipes. And as long as we're in this world, we're going to need to stick clearing that pipe. Because we're constantly bombarded by, bombarded by filth and junk that will want to clog the pipe. So you can agree with me that we're working with clogged pipes. Heaven is trying to burst forth, right, on the earth, but it's all clogged up with all kinds of junk. This junk we began to accumulate from when we came into this world. We began to accumulate it from what people told us. We began to accumulate it from our experiences, from our actions, from what people did to us, from what we did to other people. And we'll be accumulating it for as long as we're on the earth. But the good news is that we can be renewed. We can create more room for the flow of the kingdom in our lives. The renewal in our worlds, external worlds, to reflect heavens, will start from a renewal in our internal worlds. Something has to shift inside of us. A new year is an opportunity for a new beginning. It's an opportunity for a restart, to depart from the old and to embrace the new. Don't go into 2021 with a 2020 mindset. Don't go into 2021 with a 2020 mindset. It's time for renewal. And God knows exactly the areas that you need renewal. And as we go into these 21 days of fasting that starts today, that is our goal. That is what we want, renewal. Don't, don't crucify yourself for your past failures. Now focus now on the change of heart. Focus on bringing these beatitudes into your life that we just went through. Bringing them into your heart. Focus on that. That's the focus of our, of our corporate fast. It is to unclog the pipes that deliver the goods of heaven. To unclog the pipes that deliver heaven on earth. We need to remove those hindrances. So I want to quickly talk. I know I've, you know, what I just did is just the introduction. Let me, I'll just, I want to give you four points. I'll see where I can get to today. Four points to start our journey of renewal. So the first thing I want to talk about is the meaning of renewal. The meaning of renewal. The meaning of renewal. Basically, the word renewal means to make new again or to restore freshness. This is a dictionary definition. To, to restore the quality, to restore life to something. To restore freshness. How many of you want something fresh? Do you want some freshness in 2021? Yeah. You know, I just, you know, as I was, you know, praying, praying and preparing for this thing, I'm just telling God, oh God, I just want, I just want some freshness in my heart. I want to depart from 2020 and from the whole. I just want to delve into something new. 
And God says, yeah, good opportunity for you. You are starting the year with fasting. This year, we didn't even have a chance to, to eat for one week. We're starting immediately. <laughs> Amen. Which is awesome. When do you need renewal? You need renewal when the current is expired or exhausted. They'll tell you, go renew your driver's license because the current one is what? Expired. So when you feel, you know, listen, there are certain things that strength and whatever, anything that, listen, they have expired. They've expired. All those, <laughs> they've expired. It's time for something new. Say something new. <laughs> it's time for you to renew your heavenly driver's license. Amen. If you know that some of these art conditions, you know, you discover that you, you know, you had some of them deeper before, but you know it's possible for you to backslide in one area or the other. It's time for a renewal. Amen. You need renewal when the current cannot meet the demand of the moment. Listen, I'm here to announce to you that what God wants to do in your life this year, what is current, what is expressed in your life currently can't undo that demand. Your, your thinking right now can't undo the leadership that God is about to give you. The territory that God is about to give you, your attitude right now can't handle it. No. What God has in store for you, you can't handle it yet. And that's why we need renewal. You know? I'm some, some of you have experienced those, those of you that have children. You know, you, used, you and your wife or whatever. Oh, well, let me start with you. You used to cruise in your, you know, your nice, uh, what do you call it, two-door, two-seat car, right? And then you get married, right? And then you expand it to four-seat and then suddenly you are blessed with twins. <laughs> and then the year after, God blesses you with another one. So when you enter the car right now, you know, it's not, it doesn't, it can't meet the capacity, it doesn't have the capacity to meet what's, what is happening. So you have to go and buy a van. That is the mystery behind Pastor Almost van. Because I remember when he was buying it. The twist just came out. The van has to come. <laughs> you know, Jesse was telling me something. Was it Jesse, maybe? He was like, you know, my first car. I wanted to be very small like that or whatever. I said, yeah, that's fine. You have the luxury. So I don't like big cars. I said, don't worry. You will like it later. Is that one of, I don't know if it's Jesse or Joshua that was saying it. I said, Yo, you like you like it later. You know, I said, the reason why I drive big cars is because I have a big family <laughs> with long legs. Amen. So, some, what you have now can't meet the demand of the moment. You know, some of us don't even believe that God has something greater in store for us. When you talk about heaven eating your head, there's something greater. You will be in places that you never imagined. But if you are speaking the same way you are speaking now and acting the same way you are acting right now, you just mess up. You just mess up. Some people are praying for marriage now. They are, praying, they are single, but they are praying for marriage. But you are not ready because when you get there, you are going to mess it up. You are going to mess it up. Something has to change. There has to be a renewal for where God is taking you. Can I get an amen in the house? Renewal is needed when what is current is broken. 
needing repairs. I'm telling you, if we're going to be real, if we're going to be real, in our, all our minds, there are things that need to be fixed. There are baggages that have accumulated there. There are some things that are not functioning well. You are malfunctioning in certain areas. You are malfunctioning. I am malfunctioning in certain areas. But the good thing is that part of renewal is the fixing, the repairs of what is broken. Amen. So this month, please play something for me. This month, I declare that there will be some repairs taking place. There will be repairs in your heart, repairs around you, in your attitude. Listen, the Holy Spirit is telling me to, 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 to speak to some people just this moment, especially those of you that are married. Don't seek for repairs in your spouses. The real place, the real place where the repair needs to be is in you. When the repair takes place in you, you will see that your spouse will automatically be different. Don't seek for the repairs in your family relationship. If my brother can just be like that, if my sister can just be like that, if my children can just be like that, if my parents can just be like that, seek for the repairs in you. Be renewed in the attitude of your own mind. And you will just see the world. You see, because I say, I say this and I never say it enough, what you experience is what you are experiencing. Like what you are experiencing is what you are experiencing internally. And it is not what everybody is experiencing. Because we're different. What you are going through is what you are going through. It is how you are interpreting it. It is how you are seeing it. It is how you are feeling it. It is you. You are the biggest problem of your life. No, I'm sorry. I'm being blunt. There's no mountain before you. Every man's mountain is his own mountain inside. Because what you are calling a mountain is somebody's stepping stone. Somebody else's stepping stone. You are the biggest. If we, if we can all can just say it. Jesus said, do stop looking at the moat that is in your, or the speck that is in your brother's eye. He said, look at the log that is in your own eyes. First remove that log. Then you will see to be able to remove the, 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 the speck in your brother's eye. But many times we focus on the speck while we carry the log. What you need to do is deal with the log. This month, deal with the log. This year, deal with the log. Stop blaming anybody for your lot or for, your, for what is happening in your life. You are the architect of your destiny. You are the reason for where you are. You are the reason for what you are feeling. You are the one feeling what you are feeling. You are the one experiencing what you are experiencing. It's you. It's all you. Your greatest enemy is not a witch. Your greatest enemy is not. Your greatest enemy is the enemy in me. That's your biggest enemy inside you. Your greatest battle is not an external battle. Your greatest battle is an internal battle. The journey to experiencing heaven on earth is an internal journey. And that's what Jesus was talking about there, talking about the change of heart. It's an internal journey. There has to be repentance. Amen. Repentance. Repentance. Amen. It's an internal journey. It's time to change our attitudes and change our mindsets. So we need renewal when what is present is not right. Don't worry if it is not right. It's without form and void. You have made mistakes in the past and all that. The good thing is that even you know, renewal can fix those mistakes. 
when you want to update what you have to a current start. You know, you know, you are, you are working on your, uh, what do you call it, on your web browser and all that, and then somebody gets stuck. What do you do? You refresh it. It's like you renew it, and then it's freed again. Do you get what I'm saying? That's what renewal is about. Some of us, we have been looking at the same browser for the past 10 years. The same browser is what you have been operating with. And when I talk about browser, I'm talking about your paradigm. It's the same browser. The browser you had when you were a teenager, is this the same browser you are still looking, you are still using on that you are in your 30s? The same browser that you had growing up in your family is the same browser. Some of you, you, tra- tra- you got transferred from another country. You are still looking at this country with the same browser. And you are wondering, how come? No. You got to refresh the browser. I <laughs> clean your cookies. Thank you. <laughs> because even after you refresh, because your catch, you understand? Still has it, you still be seeing the same thing. You need to clean the catch. We need renewal when we have gotten complacent and the hold has become tainted or diluted. You know, the conclusion of this thing, I'm talking about the motivation for renewal, is that all of us need renewal. If you need renewal, come on, shout hallelujah. I need renewal. I need renewal in my spirit, in my soul, in my body. What are the areas? So I want to talk about number two very quickly, the manner of renewal. So the first one is, uh, is what? The meaning of renewal. The second one is the manner of, what did I say? Is it meaning that I said, right? Yeah. So the manner of renewal. I already talked about number, you know, I, sorry, I made a mistake. I talked about the motivation for renewal earlier in my introduction. The motivation for renewal. And now I talk about the meaning of renewal. Now I want to talk about the manner of renewal. So when I talk about the manner of renewal, we're talking about what is it that really that God wants to renew? What is it that he wants to renew in our lives? What is it? And we're just going to give you very fast. The first one. God wants to renew your spirit. Everybody say, God wants to receive, renew my spirit. The Bible says in the book of uh, Psalm 51, verse 10, David, you know, David had just committed sin and all that, and then he got caught in it and everything, and, and he just, you know, when he began to pray, one of the prayers he prays in Psalm 51, verse 10, look at it. He said, everybody read together with me one girl. He said, create in me what? A clean life. And renew what? The right spirit. This one says loyal spirit, but you know, NKJV says renew the right spirit. Everybody say the right spirit. Sometimes we are operating with the wrong spirit. The wrong motivations. We are doing things right, but the spirit behind it is not okay. And so we are not in alignment with the heaven flow. But the good thing is that God, because if he prays that prayer, God can renew the right spirit within us. 2 Corinthians 4.16 says, that is why we'll never give up. So don't give up. That is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed, what? Day by day. 2 Corinthians 4.16. We never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. So we're talking about a renewal of spirit, a renewal of spirit. Someone say, I will experience a renewal of spirit. Number two, our minds can be renewed. Our thinking 
can change. Our attitudes can be, can be changed. Our visions can be elevated. Our memories can be healed. Are you getting what I'm saying? Our mind can be renewed. Romans chapter 2 verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by what? He said, let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. NKJB is by the, be transformed by the renewal of what? Everybody say, my mind needs renewal. If I let's make it a prayer. Say, Lord, in the month of January, as we align ourselves for heaven on earth, I'm asking you for a renewal in my spirit. I'm asking you for renewal in my mind. I want to come out of this fasting. I want to come out of this prayer time. Lord, with a new mind, a new me, a new, a new thinking, a new outlook, new attitude. I want to become the B attitude personified in Jesus' name. I want to prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Our strength, number three, our strength can be renewed. No matter the level of your strength right now, the Bible says we have different levels of strength. He said if you faint in the days of adversity, your strength is small. But God does increase strength. God increases. He said even the youth shall faint and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their... They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They were, they were faltering before. They were tired before. They were about to quit before. But as they began to wait upon the Lord and began to listen to God and spend some time to give attention to God and to look to God and spend time with God, something began to happen in their spirit. New strength began to come. God began to exchange strength with them. And suddenly, the people they were supposed to quit and to fall, they began to mount up with wings as eagles. They began to run and they are not weary. And they began to walk and they will not faint in the name of Jesus. This month, you will experience an infusion of divine energy that will carry you throughout this year and beyond this year in your destiny. I'm not just talking about you making it through the calendar year, but I'm talking about you making it through destiny years. You will not just mark your age. You will mark progress in destiny. You will mark progress in purpose. You will mark advancement in calling. Because of supernatural strength that comes. Our commitment can also be renewed. Also our love, our faith, our hope. We can renew our commitment. We can renew it. In Revelation chapter 2 verse 4 to 5. He said, but I have this against you. You have abandoned the love that you had at first. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. You don't love me or each other. Please show that again. He said, you don't love me or each other as you did at first. Sometimes we have to renew our commitment of love to God and to one another. It can be renewed. I said, like, hey, one of the things I'm going to do this year, I'm going to be 20 in marriage. I'm going to do another wedding. Amen. So watch out for it this year. 
It's time to get this ring out and wear something new. Yes. Amen. Our commitment can be renewed. Our love can what? Can be renewed. He said, I have this against you because you have abandoned the love that you had at first. Remember where you are fallen. Look how far you are fallen. Turn back to me and do the works you did at first. If you don't repent, I will come and remove your lampstand from its place among the churches. In other words, I would say he's telling the whole church that if you don't repent and renew that, I will just, your light will just go out. Have you seen churches that their light just go out in the city? It just goes out. Jesus said, I will remove the lampstand. And he says it's because your commitment is no longer where it used to be. So I'm asking God, please, God, I want to renew my commitment. I'm not where I need to be. Amen. He said, repent and turn again. Acts 3.19. Repent and turn again, that your sins may be blotted out or might be wiped away. That times of what? Refreshing. Heaven on earth. Times of refreshment will come from the presence of the Lord. And he will once again send you Jesus, your appointed Messiah. Lamentation chapter 3, verse 22, 23. I want to renew my understanding of God's love for me. This month, as we fast, the faithful love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never cease. 23, they are new every morning. They begin afresh. KJB says they are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. There's, there's a new, there's a new, how do I even say? There's fresh love for you every day, fresh mercy for us every day. Not to talk about every year. There's fresh mercy. Now I want to renew my revelation of it. We can, re, we can, we can, we can, we can, we can be renewed in our faith, in our love, in our hope. I declare this month you are experiencing renewal in these dimensions. In fact, your bodies can be renewed too, according to the Bible. You know, sometimes because of what you have done in yesteryears and all that, you have defiled your body. You have defiled your body in health-wise with the food that you have eaten, you know, with the things that you have engaged in, with sexual immorality, with all kinds of stuff. But God tells, says to us, he's saying that you don't have to stay there. I can renew your body too. I can renew your body. 2 Corinthians 7, 1, because we have these promises, dear friends, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that can defile our body or spirit. And let us walk towards complete holiness because we fear God. In other words, our bodies and spirit can be, can be cleansed. Hallelujah. Hebrews 10.22 says, let us draw near with a true assurance of faith. Right into the presence of God with sincere heart and fully trusting God. For our guilty conscience have been sprinkled with Christ's blood. And our bodies washed with pure water. Somebody is going to experience a washing, a transformation in their bodies in the name of Jesus. I declare that whatever we have attached ourselves to, whatever we have put into our bodies that have defiled it, as we go into this fasting period, your body is going to experience a cleansing. Your body is going to experience a detoxification in the name of Jesus. And you are coming out with a renewed body to be used for the glory of God. 
everything, your entire life can be renewed. Romans chapter 6 verse 4. We're buried with him by baptism unto death. In order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, now we can also walk in newness of life. I'm telling you, everything will be renewed. You know, just like God promised in Revelation, let's look at Revelation chapter 21, verse 15, when he was talking about a new heaven and a new earth. We know he was prophesying about something that's going to happen in the future, but he said we'll have a foretaste of it, of, you know, of that glory through the Holy Spirit right now. And that's what the kingdom coming, that's what heaven on earth is. But look at that promise. He said, behold, I create, he said, I'm making everything new. Someone say, amen. I'm making everything new. Then he said to me, write this down. For I tell, what I tell you is trustworthy and true. I, you know, I'm also saying the same thing to you. That, uh, you know, we're speaking it and we're writing it down. That God is making everything new in your life this month. God is bringing renewal. Revelation 21 verse 1 to 5. He says, 21 from verse 1 to 5. He said, now I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the whole heaven and the whole earth has disappeared. And the sea was gone. Then I, John, saw the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be their God. God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, no sorrow, no crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne says, Behold, I make all things new. So he's talking about the future. What's going to happen when Jesus comes rightfully to make it here? But he says that, you know, those things give us a foretaste of what we can experience in a measure right now. God is able to renew your earth. Come on, say after me. Say, God is able to renew my earth. Right now, he might not, he might not be ready to renew the entire earth as a whole, like he's going to do then, but your own earth can be renewed. So that you can show people what it will look like. Heaven can come down into your own heart this year. Someone say, I'm going to experience the renewal this year. Starting from this month. And my final point for today is the methods of renewal. So, we have, we have heard about the motivation for renewal. We want to be aligned with this attitude that Jesus said causes heaven to come into our lives. We know the meaning of renewal. And then we know uh, we, uh, Sorry, I, I forgot. What's this? Uh, we, know, we know the manner of renewal. Now, we want to look at the method because I don't like teaching things where people don't know what to do. Okay, Pastor, you've talked about renewal, but how does it happen? So that is what we're about to get into this month. Job gave us um, a very good way in Job 14, verse 14, of how to experience renewal. Job 14, verse 14. Please project it. And that's what we're about to get into. He said, if a man dies, uh, go, please give me NKJV, you know. NKJV. Or ESV. I want the one that uses renewal. ESV uses renewal. Yeah, thank you. He said, if a man dies, shall he live again? All the days of my service, I will wait till my renewal. Should what? KJV said, till my change comes. But I want the, word, the exact word renewal. Till my renewal should come. Everybody say, I will wait. Till my what? 
So this guy was going through a lot and all that. And God was going to give him a new life. God was going to give him double for his trouble and all that. He said, no matter what is happening, I'm going to wait until my renewal comes. So the key word there is to wait. And you know that from Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31 says that those who wait upon the Lord shall do what? They shall renew their strength. So how do we wait? There's this guy that I want us to look at and we're going to be looking at him more this month is Nehemiah. Because Nehemiah, uh, the book of Nehemiah actually shows us how to experience renewal. So today I just want to, I just want to talk about one part of that to end this message. So in Nehemiah chapter 1 from verse 1 to 4, let's quickly look at that, and then I'll tell you how we're going to kick off. He said, in late autumn, in the month of Kislev, the 20th year of King Nehemiah, am I reading the wrong thing? Okay, yep. It came to pass in the month of Kislev, in the 20th year, as I was in Shuzan, oh, the citadel, that Anani, one of my brethren, came with men from Judah, and I asked them concerning the Jews who had escaped, who had survived the captivity, and concerning Jerusalem. Let's go. And they said to me, the survivors who are left from the captivity in the province are in great distress and reproach. The walls of, the wall of Jerusalem is also broken down, and the gates are burned with fire. So they, they gave him a picture of how Jerusalem was, right? You know, Jerusalem is very symbolic of our lives, right? The church, our lives, very symbolic. Like, this is the state of things. And this was its response. You know, things needed renewal, things needed change. He said, when I heard this, I sat down and I wept. Blessed are those who mourn. And I mourned for many days. I was fasting and praying before the God of heaven. You see, many, many times when we read it, when we talk about or preach about Nehemiah, we talk about him building the walls. But one thing that we don't often mention is that before the walls could be built, the walls had to be built in the spirit. Before they could be built physically, they had to be built in the spirit. Before Nehemiah could go, and be bold enough to bring this will of heaven upon the earth, he needed something to happen inside himself. He needed a personal renewal. And the way he experienced that renewal is the key from the Bible on how to experience renewal in your life. It is through fasting, mourning, fasting, and praying. Blessed are those who mourn. Who on the hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Mourning, which is, like I told you, aching vision, aching visionaries, right? And fasting and praying. The three combinations of passion, fasting, and prayer is an irresistible combination that will give you breakthrough in any area of life. The combination of mourning, fasting, and prayer will break any stronghold. Will shift your mind to the point where the kingdom can flow. It will unclog the pipe that has been holding the kingdom 
from manifesting. Hallelujah. When Jesus was teaching us about the kingdom, in that Matthew chapter 5 and 6, he mentioned the same thing. Matthew chapter 6 from verse 5 to 6. He said, when you pray, so prayer there, you shall not be like the hypocrites. Do you know that this is, the, this is what he said before our theme for the year? You know, I don't want to, one of the things that I did last year was that I got a theme for the year, but I didn't read the verse before until the middle of the year when I saw lockdown. I just focused on, it's a God show, it's a God show. But I didn't know the God show was in a lockdown. So I don't want to make the same mistakes this year. Matthew 6, verse 10. Started from Matthew 6, verse 5. Are you listening? When you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets that they may be seen by men. As shortly I say to you, they have their reward. There's a reward for prayer. But you, the reward can be people's accolade or it can be the heavenly flow that you're talking about. Verse 7. But you, when you pray, go into your room and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place. The heavenly And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. In other words, heaven will begin to flow from February, if I starting from now, till the end of the year. But before that happens, you must prioritize the secret place. Before that happens, we have to go into the secret place. We have to go into our room. We have to shut out. We have to shut out the world. We have to shut out the news. We have to shut out the food. We have to shut out this thing. Because we're praying for a heavenly manifestation beyond what we have imagined. Are you guys following me? And when you pray, don't use vain repetitions like the hidden do. For they think they will be heard for their much speaking, for their many words. What he's saying is that the power of prayer is not in the multitude of words spoken, but in the heart there, the passion and the focus of that prayer, the, the intensity, you know, the desire that is there, because God knows the itemized list of what you need. What he just wants is passion that draws. Amen! The passion that draws and the faith that releases it. Don't be like them, for your father knows the things you need. He has the itemized list, all your goals. He has goals for you before you wrote your goals. Amen. Before you ask him. Nine. Nine, we're getting there. When you pray, in this manner, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And then our theme for the year, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Listen, the way heaven comes upon the earth, the critical ingredient is prayer. Intense prayers. Everybody say intense prayers. It's a major key for releasing heaven upon the earth. Prayer is giving God the free flow in your world. Prayer is giving heaven access. It's calling upon heaven, calling upon the kingdom to find expression in your world. 
but it is not prayer that you mount and you pray without focus. It is prayer that is accomplished by focus. Listen, you can pray and pray and pray, but listen, you will never enter into the realm of the greatest kind of power and flow until you add some fasting to it. Jesus could not enter into it without fasting. Moses could not enter it without fasting. Paul could not enter into it without fasting. All the people that we know, follow and all that, they could not enter into it without fasting. Fasting is a discipline that is part of the kingdom manifestation discipline that we must get to. In fact, this year, we're going to fast a lot. The Holy Spirit told me, he said, that's one of the things that you're going to introduce to church. He said, you have introduced prayer, you have introduced, uh, you know, celebration and honor and all that. He said, I want you to introduce fasting into the church. So get ready to fast this year. Are you guys ready? <laughs> Come on, tell me, tell me you're ready. Every pregnant man is going to be losing their pregnancy. <laughs> we are fasting this year. And we're not just, listen, we're not just going to fast food. We're going to fast certain other things. This is a year to be focused on heaven. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's a year to be focused on heaven. Fasting. So let's go, 16. So he continue, verse 16. Verse 16, let's jump. After, after the lost prayer, right? What we call the lost prayer, verse 16. says, moreover, when you fast... Do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance for they disfigure their faces that they may appear to men to be fasting. As surely I say, they have their reward. There's a reward for fasting, but we don't want the reward for fasting to be people to say, wow, what a great faster you are. <laughs> There's any word like that. Verse 17. But you, not if you fast. If is, you know, condition. When, everybody say when. Thank you. Please again. When I'm about to learn. When you fast. In other words, Jesus is expecting us to fast. He was speaking to his disciples. He's expecting you to fast. Jesus is expecting you to fast. <laughs> you are not going to, you know, get your righteousness by fasting. It's not going to throw you out of heaven because you didn't fast. But you will not be, you will not be able to express heaven on earth except you fast. You enter heaven, but now you want heaven to enter. Are you getting what I'm saying? They're two different things. To enter heaven, you need to be born again. But for heaven to enter, you need to be born, born again. You guys are looking like they want to stone me. See, you see the mask? <laughs> Even you stop the piano, you say, ah, you know, this is hard, this is hard. So, <laughs> everybody say we are fasting. He said, when you fast, comb your hair, anoint your head, wash your face. No one will notice you are fasting except your father. God notices fasting. God notices when people fast. God notices when people fast. You don't want pastors to notice. You don't need to tell anybody. But God notices you when you go to the fridge and you turn back. <laughs> you say, Wow. She turned back. God notices when you turn off the TV. Because you say no Netflix, no CNN, no anything. Because this period, I want only to see the television of heaven. 
God notices. That's not my word. That's Jesus, the Lord Christ, who said it. Please show it. Show it, verse 18. Amen. He said, your father who sees in secret. He said, your father who is in secret place and your father who sees in secret. So he sees it in secret. God notices when you deny yourself of certain pleasures that you like, something, especially something that is loved by you so much for years and years and years. You have loved this thing. If you can give that in a way this year, there's something that's going to come from heaven into your life that you have never seen before. That's a word from God. If there's something that you love so much, you love it so much, and you know that this thing, God has been telling you to give it away. If you can give it up this year, if you can give it up this year, there is, you are making room for something that is about to burst into your life. You are about to step into a new season of life that you have never experienced before. Heaven is bursting through. Fasting is the willful, and this is where I stop, is the willful abstaining from natural pleasures for a spiritual purpose, a personal commitment to renounce the natural order, to invoke the spiritual, the dedication of a period of time to devote yourself to the spiritual priority of prayers without food or other distractions. Fasting coupled with prayer and meditation will humble you and will help you remove the clogs stopping the kingdom from manifesting. The clogs are very easy to remove. They are supported by pizza and eba and amala and hamburgers and meat and rice. Yes. That is what is supporting those clogs. <laughs> remove those things. The pillars will fall. How many of you want to hear God clearly? When you remove the thing, the voice of God will come to you clear. The problem is that God is not, it's not that God is not speaking or God is not flowing. No, he's been clogged by pizza. He's been plugged, clogged by Hulu and Netflix and all these shows that they keep releasing to keep you glued. Amen. Fasting and prayer will help you get the heart condition that are prerequisites for, for heaven on earth. Let's rise up on our feet. We're going to read these two scriptures together and we're going to declare the fast officially open. Joel, Ezra chapter 8 verse 21. Ezra 8 21. Next week I'm going to teach a, little, a lot more about fasting. I'm just introducing it today. Ezra 8 21. He said, then I proclaimed a fast there at the river of Ahava that we might humble ourselves. I told you that the goal of our fasting this year is a renewal. Humble our hearts. You are going to have to be reading the Beatitudes over and over. Do you get it throughout this month? The Beatitude over and over to see whether you are aligning with it. You are aligning with it and to pray it and to pray it through. That we humble ourselves before God to seek from him the right way for us and also fasting for our little ones and then all our possessions. So we're fasting so that we be right. Seek the kingdom of God and his right, rightness. And then we're doing the same thing for our children 
and we're doing it for our work, our businesses, our possessions. That's why we're seeking God. Joel chapter 2. Joel chapter 2. In Joel chapter 2 from verse 1, this is the famous scripture that was quoted by, Paul, by uh, Peter, Acts of the Apostles chapter 2. But let's read it. Joel chapter 1. It says, Blow the trumpet in Zion. That's what I'm doing right now. And sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble. For the day of the Lord is coming and it is at hand. Verse 2. We're reading, we're reading. A day of darkness and gloominess. A day of clouds and thick darkness. Like the morning clouds spread over. A people come great and strong like the like of whom has never been seen. Nor there will ever be any such after them. Even for many successive generations. And happy. A fire divorced them. And behind them a flame burns. The land is like the garden of Eden before them. And behind them is a desolate wilderness. Surely nothing can escape them. Their appearance is like the appearance of horses and like swift teeth, so they run. With a noise like chariots over mountains of the leap, like the noise of a flame fire that devours the stubble, like a strong people set in battle array. Before them, the people ripped in pain. Her faces are drained of color. Seven, they run like mighty men, they climb walls like men of war. Everyone matches information and they do not break ranks. Verse 9, they do not push one another, everyone matches in his own column. Though they launch between the weapons, they are not cut down. Verse 9. They run to and fro in the city. They run on the wall. They climb into the houses. They enter the windows like a, like a face. Verse 10. The earthquakes before them. The heavens tremble. The sun and the moon grow dark. And the stars diminish their brightness. Verse 11. The Lord gives boys before his army. For his camp is very great. For strong is the one who executes his work. For the day of the Lord is great and very terrible. Who can endure it? Now, therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with all your hearts, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. Verse 13. So rend your heart. Everybody say, rend your heart. You know, last on, 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 on um, Thursday overnight, I talked about that scripture, Isaiah 64, that said, rend the heavens, right? God says, rend your heart. Amen. Rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and he relents from doing harm. Verse 14. When we do that, when we fast, who knows if he will turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him, a grain offering and a drink offering before the Lord your God. Verse 15. Verse 15. Go, go quickly. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Consecrate a fast. Call a sacred assembly. Every morning, 5, 6 a.m., we're calling a sacred assembly to come together and pray by Zoom. Gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children. We're going to be praying, you know, throughout this month, we're going to be praying different groups of people, children, adults, and all that. We're going to be praying. Gather the children, the elders, and the nursing babes. Let the bridegroom go out from his chamber and the bride from her dressing room. Get out of your, you know, normal lifestyle, what you would do. Let the priest who minister to the Lord weep between the porch and the altar. Let them say, spare your people, O Lord, and do not give your heritage to reproach. Then the nation shall rule over them. Why should they say among the people who is their God? Verse 18, verse 18, go very fast. Then the Lord will be zealous for his people, for his land, and pity his people. The Lord will answer and say to his people, behold, I will send you grain and new wine and oil. You shall be satisfied by them. 
I will no longer make you a reproach among the nations. Somebody need to say amen. I will remove from you the northern army. I will drive him away from barren and desolate land with his face towards the eastern sea and his back towards the western sea. His tent, you know, victory. I will give you victory. His tent will come up and his foul odor will rise because he has done monstrous things. Fear not, O land. Be glad and rejoice for the Lord has done marvelous things. Verse 22, do not be afraid, you beast of the field. For the open pastures are springing up. And the field trees bear the fruit. The fig tree and the vine will yield their strength. Be glad then, you children of Zion. And rejoice the Lord your God. For he has given you the former rain in 2020 faithfully. But it will cause the rain to come down upon you. The former rain and the latter rain. The blessing of the God show. And the blessing of heaven on earth together combined together. In the first month. Hallelujah! The threshing floor shall be full of wheat, and the vat shall overflow with new wine and oil. And it will come to pass afterward, verse 25. Verse 25. I will restore to you the years. Somebody believe that. In 2021, God will restore to you the years that the locust has eaten. The crawling locust, the things that you have lost in the past. It will be a year of restoration. It will be a year of restoration for sure. The consuming locust, the chewing locust, my great army which I send among you. Verse 26, verse 26, quickly. You shall eat in plenty, amen, and be satisfied. And you praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you. And my people, no shame for you this year. No shame for you this year. Verse 20, 27, I got to get to the end. And you shall know that I'm in the midst of Israel and the Lord your God. And there's no order. My people shall never be put to shame. Next verse, and it shall come to pass afterwards, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your children, your sons, your daughters will begin to prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see vision, a revival, an invasion of heaven upon the earth that is going to touch all generations. I will pour it out. And also on my men servant and on my maid servant, I will pour my spirit in those days. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth. Blood and fire and pillar of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming and the great awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. For in Mount Zion and Jerusalem there shall be deliverance. As the Lord has said, among the remnant of whom the Lord has called. When we see God with fasting, heaven is unleashed. It's on, in fasting and prayer, I mean, heaven is unleashed to touch everything, to change everything, to change the complexion of everything, to touch every generation. And that's what God has in store for us in 2021. And we're going to go into the fasting of this year. We're going to go into it with seriousness. We're going to go into it with depth. We're going to go into it with focus and with purpose. We're, going to, we're not going to be talking about what kind of food or what kind of no food. We're going to listen to our hearts. What does God want you to give up? You're going to give up that thing. And for the next 21 days, we're going to be fasting. Amen. You can fast in manner of fast that God gives you from sundown, you know, from sun up to sundown. You can fast the Daniel fast, you know, vegetable fast. You can fast, you know, you know, all through whatever it is that you want to do. You know, let the Holy Spirit tell you. But get involved in the fast and get involved in prayer. Not just in the prayer in the morning that we're going to call in, in a sense, but also get involved in prayer in your own family, in your own life. You know, you know, increase your prayer altar. You know, begin to realign your heart. Begin to realign your heart so that you can become an expression of the beatitude. Come on, lift your hands right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I proclaim your word and I release the grace upon your people in the name of Jesus for this month of renewal. Thank you, Lord, for renewal that is taking place in all our lives. 
in all our hearts, in all the families, in all the marriages, in everywhere. Thank you, Father, because we are aligning with your kingdom. We are aligning with your purpose. Thank you for the promise of 2021. Thank you because we are positioned for 2021 to walk in the fullness of it. Receive grace to fast. Receive grace to pray. Receive grace to deny yourself. Receive grace in the name of Jesus Christ to step into God's plans and purposes for you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Thanks for listening to The Globe Podcast. We trust you were blessed and inspired. For more content from Dr. Land, visit our website at www.pastorland.com and follow at Pastor Land on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Keep glowing. See you next time.